This week on Talking Back, let's talk about the bear. Talking Back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Talking Back podcast, where we chat about past achievements in comics, movies, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and I'm back in studio this week with our co-host, Dean. Yes. Part-time. No, you're our part-time co-host, Part-time right? co-host. Yeah, it's tough to define me. It's. I think we defined you as part-time. Okay. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I've been all, because... all the episodes so far. So far, but yeah. I can only afford you as a part-time rate. Right, so right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why we yeah. have you as part-time. I have a very high rate. <laughs> yeah. And we have a special guest in studio today with us, uh, Dave Evans. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Today we're here to talk about uh, a movie called Annihilation. It was released on February 13th, 2018. The budget, 40 to $55 million. I, I never really understand why they have such a wide range. Like, they can't just tell you the number. But it's like, I, I actually think it might be because of, like, marketing. Yeah. I think they have, like, a, a budget for the film right when they start out. But they don't know how much they're going to spend on marketing the movie. Oh, okay. I think that's where the bubble comes that's in. A, Not that's sure. That's just yeah. yeah. That's a good point. So they potentially spent fifteen million on marketing. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Ooh, that's a lucky marketing agency. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, uh, this movie only grossed forty three, so just kind of made its money back. One of the things that happened was it was only released in North America theatrically, mm-hmm. and I guess the worldwide release was handled through netflix yeah so they would have earned some income from netflix and i don't think that was disclosed what that was right so yeah i did hear that hopefully heard, it got yeah. bumped up hopefully they made some money because movies that i really like you know i like to see them doing well making money yeah director was alex garland he actually wrote the novel of the movie the beach if you guys remember that oh. one he wrote the script for 28 days later sunshine dread uh, and he directed uh, Ex Machina recently. Those are all really good movies. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Sunshine, but the other ones I really enjoy. Haven't seen Sunshine. I haven't seen Sunshine. Got it. Great movie. I need to. Got to see Sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the best of those bunch that you just said. Well, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Sunshine's great. Not, yeah. Let's not get yeah. too out of hand here. Cinematography, Rob Hardy. The cinematography in this movie, it's just off the charts for me. I, it's, yeah. I love it. It's a beautiful movie. I, I don't understand how it didn't get nominated I know. for something yeah because it's so beautiful i was actually yeah i was i was quite shocked when the nominations came out for academy awards i searched all of them for anything annihilation yeah and didn't see anything no, no, they got nothing yeah. uh, music was by a couple guys ben salisbury and jeff barrow i thought this was really neat because there's very is a very specific sound that you're getting in this movie so listen to what these two guys did you can you can understand how they came up with this sound because okay. it's a it's half of each of them. Okay. So one of them, Ben Salisbury, he does music on nature shows. So he's done Life of Mammals, Life in the Undergrowth, and Life in Cold Blood. So all nature related. Okay. And the other guy, Jeff Barrow, he was the instrumentalist for a band called Portishead. Are you guys familiar with Portishead? Yes. So Dave is. I am not. So it's, um, they're a band, they're considered as one of the pioneers of trip hop. So you put okay. together a guy who was a pioneer of the trip hop genre with someone doing music for a nature program. Mm. And I think it just, they just molded very, very well. 
yeah. for this movie. Yeah. This, well, like, the the sort of theme at the end, like Annihilation theme that comes in right at the end, mm-hmm. stuck in my head for weeks. Oh, yeah. Well, Dave, uh, when Dave showed up to the studio today, uh, he just started doing it. And he's like, he's making the sound and I'm getting chills. Yeah. And I know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so... It's so <laughs> affecting. Yeah. I, I was just doing it around the house for weeks. Yeah. You did like, it too. Yeah, when you came I did. Here. I do think I did. When you're like, it's time to podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. How would you even define that sound? It's. It sounds it's almost like a, like a reverb of, of some sort. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not musical enough to know. I feel like you could remake that sound on a didgeridoo. Interesting. <laughs> Perhaps. Interesting. Yeah. It's very I don't strange. Know. It's and it's a little like synth. But it's yeah. kind of like yeah, because I'm sure it was lower like, in the register, right? So, yeah, yeah. Mm. And a didgeridoo with some kind of pitch control. To yes, bring right. it up yes. significantly. Right. Yes, yeah. yeah. So you you on your computer music program you choose the didgeridoo and then you play around. <laughs> right, with it. right. But maybe and, maybe that's what they did. And and it the first time I watched it, like then it was stuck in my head for weeks. So then I rewatched it. It only comes in at the end of the movie. That's right. Like I didn't realize that. Like it's so, it's right at the end of the movie. I was expecting it throughout the whole thing, uh-huh. and it's in the trailer as well. So oh. you're kind of expecting it all the way through. I don't yeah. think I saw the trailer. Yeah, you know this movie was recommended to me by both of you, mm. Dave. I think you were first to say, you know, have you seen Annihilation? You often will see a really great movie that you love, and you'll send me a text and you know, yeah, ask me. I believe that was about twenty. That was about twenty five minutes into the movie when I paused it to text you. And I yeah. think I said something like, oh my God, yeah, I'm watching it right now. You need to watch it right now too. And I, I don't think I had even heard of it at that point. Um, and then Dean later on, I think you mentioned the same thing. You said, you know, have you seen Annihilation? I was like, oh, I think Dave had mentioned, I need to see that. Yeah. Is it, is I, it actually, I actually remember it was in your kitchen. You had said you just bought Blade Runner 2049 and you hadn't watched it yet, but you just bought it on Amazon. And I think just through the conversation, we got to me saying, oh, have you seen Annihilation? And you're like, oh yeah, Dave yeah. mentioned that. I should definitely see it. Now that there's two recommendations, I yeah. definitely oh, yeah. see it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I, I only need one recommendation, but yeah, I quickly saw it after yeah. that. So thank you for that. And it's great to have the two of you here talking about it. So this, this movie, Annihilation, it was based on a book um, by writer Jeff Vandermeer. Annihilation, it's, um, it's the first book of a trilogy, actually. Mm-hmm. It's about the three books. He won the Nebula Award for Annihilation, which is best sci-fi or fantasy novel okay. for that year. Okay. So it was critically acclaimed. People love it. People loved it. Yeah. What he said about them was he said Annihilation was an expedition into the Shimmer, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the book, they were calling it Area X. He's... Which is still in the movie. Area X yeah. is, is the facility right outside oh, okay. the Shimmer. Okay. There's a point in the movie where a title card comes up, says Area X, and I think mm. they just go right to the facility. So I think it's just a throw a throw to that. Maybe. Yeah, okay. I know that Alex Garland sense. didn't take a lot of the book into the movie. Yeah, he took he, some. He had main points of the book that he wanted to bring into the movie. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's just a throw yeah, to the book, calling sound, it Area X. Sounds yeah. like it. That would yeah. make sense. Uh, I also know that he, when he made the movie, the other two books hadn't been released yet. Okay. So he didn't have to worry about interesting changing yep. what some of the things that were coming yeah so he was his hands were freed in yep. a way there yeah uh, the second book was called authority and authority is basically what he called an expedition into the southern reach and southern reach is the company that 
was in control of Area X. Okay. And the, the people who were interviewing. Okay. Lena. That's the second book. That's the second that. book. Okay. Yeah. And then the third book called Acceptance jumped between the perspective of multiple characters from the first two novels. Okay. So it sounds like a bit of a, you're, you're, even though it's the third movie, you're going back to the first two and mm-hmm. just filling in yeah. some of the holes. Yeah. So that's a bit of the background on it. I think the next step here is I'm just going to really quickly summarize the story rather than going through it in depth. I don't think this is the type of movie that's going to um, really work for that type of breakdown. I, I don't think it's what the movie wants. No. I don't think that breaking down the plot is necessarily what needs to be done with it because I think it's kind of open. Well, I think right? Garland actually directed it in a way that yeah. would want us, or he would want us to have our own interpretation of it. So therefore to, to break it down any other way than what you're suggesting, I think would be a, a disservice to, For sure. the, yeah. to the film. Yeah. 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 Uh, Alex Garland actually came out and stated as much. He said, He's not saying what what the the theme is. He wants people to figure it out for themselves. But what he was very upfront <clears throat> about is the movie's about self destruction. Mm-hmm. That's what he okay. said it was yep. about. That's what he threw out there, and the rest is up for you to figure out. Right. So, which is, well, I haven't read the book, but neither is, have I. Which and is, Dave, I assume you haven't read it. Oh either. yes, I've read it back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> How is it? <laughs> really good. Oh, Dave, we're actually here to talk about the movie, not the book. Did I? Oh. Did I? Not share that with you. Uh, go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I ha- so I haven't read the book, um, and I've heard that people who have read the book and were really excited about the movie were let down by the movie. Um, but I've also heard that Alex Garland sort of went to um, the author of the book and said, "Like, I'm taking a couple things from your your book to make my movie. That's why you know I, I want the rights to it to make the movie, but I'm not remaking your book." Um, Let's be honest. That's the way that most book to movie adaptations yeah. happen. Right. right? Yeah. No, nobody and really I've, thinks they're so. I, I like to read a lot of novels, and I, in the past, have been someone who's like, "Oh, the movie's coming out. I better read that novel first, then watch the movie." I've realized over the years that's really not the way to do it because you're going to get let down by the movie, or you're going to sit in the movie for the like the first time you're viewing it, and you're just comparing. You're just comparing to the book. What's the same? What's different? And I don't even catch like the theme of the movie. I don't even catch what the movie's trying to tell me. Like, the movie's a piece of art by itself. So I, I don't really pick up on what it's trying to tell me. I'm just picking up on this is the same, this is different. Oh, I wonder where they go now. Right, you're focusing so I, on what's different. Yeah, so I need a second viewing always if I've read the book first to actually get an opinion on the movie. Um, so I've stopped that. I'm still interested. I'm still interested in movies that have a book before, but now I watch the movie first, then I read the book after. Because I have, yeah, I have this right. view of what the movie is, and then you know, when you read the book, you've kind of form it all in your head anyway. So that's why it's always better. That's why the yeah. book's always better. You, that's right. You've come up with how you want everyone to look mm-hmm. and everyone to act. Um, yeah, so I, I just do that after now. Yeah. Which I'd be interested in Annihilation now that I've seen the movie. I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if you'd be let down um, having by, seen the movie. and come, the Well, book, I guess yeah. they'd be different though, right? I know, you, it's, I know it's sort of a different beast. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a different thing. Yeah. Because of, of what I've heard of people who've read the book first. Or, like you said, it was a winner, a Nebula winner. So there's a lot of fans out there of the book. So they were excited to see the movie, and they were let down by the movie because it's it's very different. Different, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's throwing out different themes. So they're not even picking up on the movie themes because they have the book themes in mind when they go in to watch it. Sure. 
if I read books, I would be interested in reading it. <laughs> right. <laughs> if they come out with a graphic novel for it, I'm jumping all over that. All in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, before we get into the story, let's just go over the cast here. So that when I say the characters' names, people will know what we're talking about. That's great. Um, the acting in this movie was amazing. I love it. I was I was blown away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you have a mix of extremely talented actors mm-hmm. and some actors I've never seen before. Okay, yeah. and I felt like you know they were all pretty close to being on the same level. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed. But we have lead uh, lead actress Natalie Portman playing Lena, mm-hmm. and she's a cellular biologist professor and a former U- former U.S. Army soldier. We have Jennifer Jason Lee as Dr. Ventress. She's a, a psychologist. Gina Rodriguez is Anya Thornson, and she is a paramedic. Tessa Thompson as Josie Raddick, and she is a physicist. And we have Tuva Novotny. She is Cass Shepard. And she's a geomorphologist. And I tried to figure out what that was, and I don't think it's anything. I think they made it up. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't. It's not real. I'm trying to remember that table, that, that like picnic table scene or whatever. Yeah. When they're all telling, like, explaining yeah. what they do, and I'm, I'm trying to remember her. I like, rewound. I rewound I don't really it a few times. Remember what she said she does. I was like, what is that again? <laughs> like, it sounds like geomorphologist. <laughs> but that's there's nothing on Google about that. Okay. I, I misunderstood. What yeah. is it again? Well, geomorphologist. <laughs> still, why let a little lie ruin a good story? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> She snuck in the back door. I like this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like uh, this interpretation. <laughs> uh, anyways, what they said it was, was what she was doing was testing the magnetic field around the shimmer. Okay. That was what she was there for. Okay, right. Is Now, did she die off early? I think she was the first to go. No, she was the... S- she's the first. She's, she's the, the first one, to go, yeah. She's the so one. if she was there to test the shimmer, it makes sense that she would be the first to... Right, um, yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. I don't know. As yeah. a story device, she served her purpose. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Possibly. Yeah. After she breached the wall, you right. know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. They didn't really need her anymore. It's she like that ensign in Star Trek. You know one of them's going to die. Yeah. She's the red shirt. Yeah. She's, yeah, I guess she's yeah. the red shirt here. Although she comes back as... I mean, her, her voice comes back. Spoiler alert. <clears throat> it's a terrifying character. <clears throat> yes. That's, that was the second most terrifying part of that movie for me. Correct. But extremely yeah. terrifying. I think I still have PTSD from that. I'm not sure. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. It was incredible. Now, we'll get to that. We'll, get, we'll to get to it. that. Don't we'll worry. chills over here. Uh, that's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we have Oscar Isaac as Kane. Oscar Isaac and uh, Alex Garland seem to have a bit of a relationship. Yeah, um, Ex Yeah, he's cast. Uh, yeah. Oscar Isaac before. Oscar Isaac's this guy where I love him in like all his roles, but I'm also kind of terrified of him. I don't like him in his like the really mainstream stuff. Like I okay, his, like his Star, Star Wars. Wars yeah. Oh, I just feel like he's so. I guess that's why. Just bad. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's he's not, I wouldn't say he's bad. I would say he's more like just, just underutilized. Yeah, he wasn't well, allowed to like let his acting prowess right. come out. Poe po is not a good character. Yeah. Like in at least The Last Jedi, Poe makes a lot of mistakes, right? And has to kind of mm-hmm. learn from them. Mm-hmm. So I can see that where you don't really let him do. I mean, that's why I kind of love him is because he kind of scares me. You don't let him do that in Star Wars. You know, you don't let him be that kind of 
edgy character where it's like, yeah, I, I like this guy, but I don't trust this guy. He can be the guy that scares you, but at the same yeah. time, look at Inside Lewin Davis, which might be his best role, and he's the opposite of that, right? He's not the guy who scares you. He is such. True. He is such. That's true. Like a breadth of skill. It's, yeah, I, I love him. Yeah. Great. Well, I guess in Star Wars, uh, the point that I was going to make about Oscar Isaac is, you know, they all had. It was an ensemble cast, and they all had a role to play, and that was about carrying the story forward. Star Wars is a, a franchise that's been around for a very long time, and I mean, there are the pivotal characters, but there are other characters that carry the story forward. And I think in that role, Oscar Isaac certainly served his purpose. And perhaps we will, you know, we've been spoiled with his performances in the many things that we've seen him in. And um, we have to remember that when we're watching Star Wars, that he's just one of the many conduits for the story. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not necessarily about him in that case. Whereas in everything else that we are comparing him to, we we have that luxury to to draw upon these wonderful performances that he's had yeah and to and to be fair to him in star wars he was actually supposed to die on that first crash but he had such a response to his earlier sort of moments in the movie that they rewrote him back in mm. so like us they liked him so much exactly that they had to bring yeah. Him back. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> they're like oh yeah you know what we need more of him in this story yeah so and honestly in uh, Force Awakens, him and um, what's the other actor who he's got like that bromance with, basically? BB um, One. <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. No, the stormtrooper, right? That uh, that kind of turns and becomes good in the story. They have that kind of bromance, which is why he doesn't. You're, lo- you're looking at me like you're expecting me to come up with it, but I was you hate such Force a fan of Force Awakens that I Finn. purged character There we names. go, Finn. Oh, okay. Ray and Finn. Finn. Yeah. I know Finn. So, so Finn, he has that like bromance with Finn that that's, that's like kind of one of the greatest parts of Force Awakens is like their kind of... Camaraderie? Camaraderie, yeah. When they, they, he crashes and you think he dies in that movie and then he apparently he was supposed to die and then later on in the film, like act three, they reunite and they just embrace in a hug and it's like, yeah, this is great. These guys just became friends because they're both trying to get out of a place. Sure. And I think that's one of the greatest parts of that movie. Um, I like that movie more than you do, but <laughs> yes, very much. That very might much. also be a different podcast too. <laughs> Not, it probably, Good thing, it probably yeah. won't be. <laughs> Back on track. <laughs> Back to a movie um, that I thought was better than Force Awakens. Uh, agreed agreed <laughs> i agree on that unfortunately made a fraction of the money it's kind of a shame the the studio thought it was too smart this movie was too smart well that's what i was mentioning to dave is i yeah. think that's probably why some it probably word of mouth got around and people are probably saying they didn't write didn't like it for the reason like, it probably didn't make sense to them or i don't know how many people want to have to use their brain in a movie sometimes like sometimes I mean, you just go to the theater often that happens with the critically acclaimed films though right yeah i mean yeah that's the way the box office is now right yeah. you you don't make money at the box office unless with you're thinkers. unless you're a franchise yeah or you're a big sci-fi movie that tells a linear story yeah you don't really make it with the sci-fi thinkers that i mean aren't don't really come to a necessary conclusion like right that, that maybe reach a conclusion that's open-ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's not movies that are making money at, at the mm-hmm. box office. That's why 
That's why the studio sells it to Netflix immediately. Yeah. Because they see it and they say, you know what, this is too much of a thinker. Dumb it down. Alex Garland says no. So they say, well, okay, we got to sell it to Netflix. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Same thing with Interstellar, for that matter. For sure. Yeah. To make a... a for film. sure. And that's Nolan. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's the guy who gets the huge budgets and can do whatever he wants. Interstellar, again, same thing. Big actors big, in that one, too. Big actors, big time thinker. Didn't do, like, Nolan numbers, right, at the box office. It seems like if people don't understand it, they don't want to go to it. Mm-hmm. And I guess that just gets, gets passed around by word of mouth. Like, some people go out there, they're like, well, don't go to this one. You know, it was a load of garbage or yeah. something. And Yeah. I guess uh, reviews tend to do, like, pull up the big numbers sure. at the box office. Reviews like, will wanna... kill a movie now. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. Oh, I meant actually reviews, like rewatching it, like okay. returning to the theater. That's how you get your, how, that's how the numbers get up, right? Right. Is people go two, three, four times. Right. Um, so that clearly didn't happen here. With, with sort of streaming and Netflix services now, it's you go to the theater and it's like, if you didn't get it, you're like, well, I'll catch that. I'll catch that when it's on Netflix. Give it another look. Yeah. You know, and now when back in the day, it was sort of like, I either got to go see that now or I got to rent it. Yeah. It's just, it, it's a little bit different in the box office now than it used to be. Which, I, I like to go to movies, so I find it like kind of a shame that we don't get movies like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the way it is. You you have to be sort of a, a franchise movie now. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of new concepts that come out and make a $200 million in no, the box office. Not really. No. Alright, so I'm going to blast through the story here. So Lena loses Kane. After a year of thinking that Kane is dead... He comes home, but he doesn't remember anything except walking into the house, right? So, guys, stop me here or interrupt if you want to add something, but this is just... Uh, I'll, I'll just we're gonna, we're gonna crush stop it. you for a second. He yeah. doesn't remember walking into the house. He remembers being outside the room. Right. Yeah, right. He remembers being outside Thank the you. room. Thank yeah. <laughs> you. No, that's good. That's better not mess up again. Yeah, he didn't... Yeah, exactly. Okay. I just... I, that was so, like, when she asked him, like, oh, you remember being outside? Yeah. And, the house and he mm. says no i remember being outside the room yeah like he doesn't remember anything until he was facing her yeah well quite literally when we see him at the base of the staircase that's what he remembers yes that's where that's where his well yeah because life we, began i mean yeah what, i i oh, i don't want to jump too far ahead because yeah. i know that we'll get there oh okay i'll stop yeah <laughs> but you know what i'm gonna say i know yeah we'll get there yeah this is keep going tim <laughs> keep going we'll never interrupt you again keep going I just can't stop thinking about how hot it is in this in the studio right now. I'm just. Uh, you need a new studio, man. <laughs> you need some AC in the studio. This is a recurring theme, but it is very hot in here. Yeah, it's been hot every other podcast in here. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, so Doctor Ventress captures Lena and Kane. She convinces Lena to go into the Shimmer uh, with the team because it's where Kane had gone. Maybe we can just really, really quickly explain what the shimmer is yeah talk about it a couple times what 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 would you guys say the the shimmer is like describe it so what it visually looks like if i just go quickly let's just do a visual description of it the the opening of the movie something crashes into a lighthouse i loved that yeah i I, i'm just gonna take a small tangent here because this is something i wanted to say i love when a movie is not afraid to show you that an alien is coming down to the planet if they had not done that, if they had just said, look, there's this shimmer type thing that we have, uh, something's going on, but we don't know what, um, I don't like it as much. But this comet coming in, crashing to Earth, you immediately know that something extraterrestrial is going on. 
and I applaud <clears throat> that. It is. Well, it didn't really crash. Did it not just sort of get to the lighthouse and sort of... No, it crashes into the lighthouse. Hmm. I thought something more became of it. Um, in terms of the shimmer, though, um, if you want like a visual description, like, yeah. I would say the shimmer to me, in visually, mm-hmm. is like what it would look like if you poured gasoline into a puddle. And then you look at the multicolors that happen from that. That is a great description. You got that written now? No. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Because I was yeah. trying to figure out how to explain what the shimmer right. looked like, and I was lost for right. descriptive words for yeah. it. That's, that's, really that's really good. I mean, you could also look at the movie to get a visual description. <laughs> right. You have to, yeah. but, but we're, we're I was thinking uh, kaleidoscope on this one. as well. Kaleidoscope. Yeah. Um, or like prism. Something like that, which is kind of the, yeah, the gasoline thing where you see all the different colors. With the lighting. Being yeah, on. for sure. Yeah. I yeah. Like it. So it's, um, it's an, the shimmer is almost like a, a barrier that is continuing, continuing to grow. Mm-hmm. Right? It's getting bigger and bigger. So I think we'll. So is it absorbing the life? Is it, a, how is it growing? That's the question. Yeah, we don't know, but it's getting bigger and bigger and it's become worrisome for people. Yeah, so I think uh, I just... it, it starts at the lighthouse yeah. where the crash yeah. was, and then and then grows from and there. Hasn't stopped yet. And anyone who has entered has never come back, except except Kane. Kane. So Doctor Ventress captures Lena and Kane and convinces Lena to go into the Shimmer with a team because that's where Kane had gone and Kane had come back from. I'm sorry, I want to say something. Yeah, but was that Kane? We'll, we'll get to that later. Okay, this, all right, I'll this stop. This is not the time. I, <laughs> okay. Not the time. No. This is the only thing I want to talk about. Today. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm going to go real faster, okay? The shimmer expanding, anything goes in, doesn't come out. Um, so the team that goes in consists of scientists and past... Mil- no, sorry. The team that goes in consists of scientists only yes. Yes. because all they've previously sent in is military teams. The military teams and do not come back. Yeah. Nobody comes back except Kane. I, so I just, I, I'm, I'm just going to say one thing here. Whenever yeah. we use the term nobody ever comes back, yeah. just assume that we mean nobody ever comes back except Kane. Because I don't <laughs> right. want to keep saying except Kane. Yeah, right. He, <laughs> just he stop comes saying back, that. Yeah. But nobody else does. Yeah. Um, no more talking. Let me finish the story. We're blasting through the story. It. Okay? Or, I'm never going to get through There's this. a process here. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. invited us on, man. Guess what happens next? What? Lena goes in. Okay. She goes in. She's feeling guilty. Um, I feel like she's feeling guilty about an affair that she had. Mm-hmm. And she goes in. She wants to find out what happened to Kane. Okay? So the team goes in. They immediately lose track of time, and they battle mutated animals. They encounter a strange growth of plants that have impossible genetic makeups, and Lena learns that the, sh- the cells inside the shimmer are duplicating, but they're duplicating to something different. Okay, I know I'm going fast, but... Keep it up. Um, that takes us real quickly to about the halfway point. I feel like this was really important, and the fact that it happened halfway in the movie, I do not think was by mistake. Mm-hmm. It's a conversation with Ventress and, Le- Ventress and Lena, and Lena asks why Kane volunteered for a suicide mission. And Ventress says, is that what you think we're doing? And Lena pushes Ventress, well, no, she pushes Ventress as a psychologist to say why she thinks Kane took the mission. She said you must have evaluated him That's before right. he went in. That's right. So tell me why he went in. Yeah. Why do you think he went in? Um, so Ventress says, 
that you're confusing suicide with self-destruction. And I think that's a key, mm-hmm. a key moment. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to call that out. Uh, then Ventress leaves to go to the lighthouse when no one else wants to follow. So there's mm-hmm. situations going on with the characters. Ventress is able to leave on her own and head to the lighthouse. And then through other circumstances, Lena is the only one left to be able to make it to the lighthouse as well. Okay. Lena enters the lighthouse and approaches my most terrifying moment of the movie by far. We can talk about that in a little bit, though. Um, she goes into a hole that the comet had made and finds Ventress down there. Mm-hmm. Right. Lena meets up with some sort of an entity mm-hmm. that seems to be mirroring her. She feels threatened, but is able to eventually light it on fire. And she escapes to become the second person to escape the chimney. Right. We end with Lena and Kane embracing. Okay. And I won't go any further than that. Mm-hmm. I know there's a little bit more, but I'll stop right there. Sounds okay. Good. That's a super, super, super high overview of the story. Yeah. But I just wanted to share that so that we can move on and maybe not talk so much about the story. Yeah, I think that's what you need story-wise. Yeah. I think that's okay. It's and we can very, get very into high the, level. Yeah, we can get into the themes. Um, yeah. So you know what? I will open it up to you guys to share a little bit. Just touch on anything? You know, I think I think what we, we can do here is really touch on anything. I don't <laughs> think there's going to be much of a structure. Um, now that the story's out of the way, I think there's lots of points we probably all want to touch on. Yeah. So... Uh, feel free just to sure to choose one. Well, me and me and Dave over here itching on the cane thing, but we'll push that even more. We'll push that even more because I wanted to just say that I like that a team of scientists are going in there. Other than like what they've had so far is just a team of of soldiers. Soldiers, yeah, soldiers going into the shimmer, and they're like, okay, let's actually try something different. So they're evolving even as a group. That they want to send in, they want to send in maybe scientists who can do some tests in there. Um, they, they, it, like first soldiers going in, it's like let's let's see if there's anything in there that might attack. Um, and so like let's let's send soldiers. Of let's course, ready, that's the way you right? do it. Right. That's why you do you it. You don't send scientists. You send guys with guns. Right. Yeah. So I like that they're like, okay, you know what? We did the soldier thing. No one's coming back. Now we're gonna send people that are objective. Yes. Yeah. And and maybe can. Yeah, objective, come back with some data. Maybe they'll just walk in, walk out right away because they're like, oh, you know what? I got some data. I'll walk out right away and we'll have something for you. Um, I, I just like that choice in this. And, it. of course, they're all women. Yeah, I love that as which well. Which leads me to my other point. That is, I believe that women should be ruling the world. Yes, I so would agree with that. Yeah. You can't argue that, yeah. really. Um, they, I mean, they held the, the, the female crew cast. They held that movie up so well. Oh, like it was just everybody was in this in, cast in, incredible i can't stop talking about the cast. everyone in this you, cast you're probably going to hear me continue to talk about the cast <clears throat> and the performance and the cinematography just blown away these by days i'm just so on to tessa thompson i think she's absolutely incredible i just like she's all over right now i so. just i mean i just watched like the rocky franchise and just like finished with creed and creed 2 and she's just like unbelievable in those movies mm-hmm. she's so good i love tessa thompson yeah yeah she's like at, in this role, which is like more of a like conservative role, where like kind of pull it back a bit, she's the she's the one who has done a little bit of self destruction, you know, herself to her physical body, um, and then in this movie, kind of lets her physical body become something else, 
I think she's so great in this role. So almost it was a natural evolution. The, yeah. The, like the self-mutilation. For sure. The natural evolution was yeah. to... Become something else. Become to... Yeah. to uh, what were those structures? They, they, uh, I guess they were sort of... Um, it was explained that are you talking about the plants that yes. were grown? Yeah, I mean, that's what she became, form? right? Yeah. Okay. So, yep. so it's almost like she, as a character through her self destruction, uh, transcended to yeah. become yes. everything that she. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they, they, they talk. Her. They talk about that, uh, and what they explain. We'll probably have to explain a little bit more about the shimmer to explain what those are. But what what they what they learn with their readings and. Um, what they figure out is that the shimmer is a type of fractal. Um, I actually have like a like a prism. It's, she was saying, it's like right? a prism. Yeah. I've I went a little bit deeper on fractal just so okay. I mean, I I hear fractal. I have a rudimentary understanding of what that is, but anytime they were talking about this is happening because it's a fractal, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to process what that meant. So, uh, and they were doing a lot of stuff with like the water glass, which is like. Yes. Where there's a glass of water and then your hand yes. comes in and it looks like it's coming the other way and that's refraction. That's right. right? <clears throat> yeah. So they were they were um, at least foreshadowing with that at the beginning and then they continued it on. They had a lot of scenes where there was that there cup was of lots. water and there was yeah. a hand like that was refracting. Yeah. So I think they were kind of pushing that theme just to try to show you what it was. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I, I have some stuff to talk about with that. Get into it. Okay, I'll get back. Well, I know. Let's do the fractal. Yeah, you were talking about fractal. Let's do the fractal, okay? A fractal is a curve or geometric figure, each part of which has the same statistical characteristics as the whole. Fractals are useful in modeling structures, such as eroded coastlines or snowflakes, in which similar patterns recur at progressively smaller scales. And in describing partly random or chaotic phenomena, such as crystal growth, fluid turbulence, and galaxy formation... Correct me if I'm wrong, but fractals are are essentially uh, a group of common images where if you either went zoomed in or pulled back, mm-hmm. the images would repeat themselves. Yeah, it's like a reoccurring. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Image. Yeah. What uh, was that movie? There wasn't a, a movie by a famous director. Um, oh, you're thinking of Fractal, the movie? No, that would be probably be it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Tim, do you want to run with that? No, sorry. <laughs> I, I, Not sorry, a real I, movie? I haven't seen it. Not um, a real movie? You know what? I got real bad feedback at the box office, so I didn't go. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> sorry, do you want to continue? Um, I probably can't continue right now. Maybe we'll we'll revisit this once we've had a chance to, or once I've had a chance to do a little more research. Okay, so I'm going to go one step deeper. Mm-hmm. Benoit B. Mandelbrot. He was a mathematician, and he was the first person to use the word fractal. Okay. He meant it as broken or fractured. His simplified explanation is a fractal is a shape made of parts similar to the whole in some way. Interesting. So, with the shimmer being a type of fractal, what they were saying that they learned using scientific study uh, in the MIDI was that nothing could escape the shimmer. Mm-hmm. It was getting refracted back into the shimmer. Yes. So everything right. that goes in stays in. Okay. And cells are getting broken down inside and cells are traveling to other other cells. Right. Yeah. So yeah. there's animals in there. They are absorbing cells of other things. Well, they're they're but, absorbing the, the DNA code. Yeah. The DNA code. Yeah. I mean, yes. I don't know if it was so much cells, but I mean, it was the 
I guess a, by sure. proxy it is yeah. the cells. Okay, you're sure. right. The DNA code, and that's what they do say. So that's how these yeah. plants that grew in the form of a human. Um, I think it was uh, it was Tessa Thompson. I think that's yeah. Josie. I think yeah. she said uh, if you looked at the DNA structure of this plant, yeah. it would have the human yep. DNA code for the human form. Right. Right. So so she said she had figured out that this is happening because this nothing's escaping. And she was like playing with her um, radio and I guess they had thought signals weren't making it out because whenever someone went in, yeah. went in, they didn't get a signal from them on the outside. Yeah. But she was saying the signal was there. It was just getting scrambled. Like it's just bouncing around. It's just bouncing around. around. Yeah. So anything that is in there or goes in there is almost like becoming intertwined at a cellular level with the other yeah. things that are in there. Yeah. Including the alien entity. Correct. That is yeah. part of it. Yeah. And I think I'll go right into um, explaining how they show that. Mm-hmm. And the brand of that alien entity is the tattoo. Yeah. On, on the arm. Lena's arm. Yeah. Um, it's on a, a couple people's it's arms. It's on a couple people's arms. It's first. The first time you see it. Well, the first time you see it is the opening scene. Well, yes. Lena has it on her arm. Right. Yes. The first other person you see it on, I think, is the guy who's like plastered to the wall. He's one of them. Yeah. Right. That might yeah. be that might be the next one. Yeah. Um, okay. Lena, okay, so Lena has that tattoo. Actually, you know, step back for a second. The tattoo is, it's called the Ouroboros. Yeah, something the, like the Orosporus. Or, or the or, Ouroboros. The Ouroboros. Ouroboros, yeah. It's the snake eating itself. It's a snake yeah. eating itself. It's a, uh, we'll give it a little detail here. It's an ancient symbol depicting a serpent eating its own tail. Yeah. This is really interesting. An early illustration from around the year 3000. So, yeah. like, they found an image on the wall um, of that, and it had the words in the middle uh, that gets translated to the all is the one. Yeah. Way back. So way back when the Ouroboros is a dramatic symbol for the integration and assimilation of the opposite, i.e. of the shadow. This feedback process is at the same time a symbol of immortality since it is said that the Ouroboros, that he slays himself and brings himself to life. He symbolizes the one who proceeds from the clash of opposites, and he therefore constitutes the secret of the prima material, which is known in the world of alchemy as the first matter. So obviously the tattoo has deep meaning for the themes going on in this movie and and trying to understand what they're talking about in this movie and what's going on. So the tattoo, Lena has the tattoo at the start when she's outside the shimmer, but that's because she's already been in the shimmer. It's, right. it's basically the end. It's the end. Yeah. They, the start they, is the end. She's they kind of frame this movie with um, a bunch of scenes where she's being interviewed after she's come out. Correct. Right? And they, they keep going back to that. Yeah. So, yeah, she starts with it, but it's actually... It's full of flashbacks, and the flashbacks actually parallel her journey through the Shimmer. Yeah. If you if you pay close attention. There's right. important moments that happen at each, each time they show a flashback, something important follows up in the Shimmer. Oh, okay. They kind of parallel yeah, yeah, the two. Yeah. But you can you can actually see that while Lena's in the shimmer, the tattoo grows on her. You can see yeah. it growing. You can right. see it slowly coming. Well, 
at first, the first time she mentions in her arm, she's just like, oh, I got like a little bruise there that's or something, right? right? Like, that's right. I must, it was after the crocodile attack. Yeah. Right? right so right she's right. like, oh, something must have happened when I went, when I was, you know, shooting the crocodile or someone was attacked by the crocodile. I must have got a bruise in that moment. Yeah. Um, but that's when the tattoo has started to form. The only other person that I saw with that tattoo, like yeah. you said, was the yeah. guy who. I saw another. Who? Um, Gina Rodriguez, her character, she had it as well. So I looked for that. I couldn't see it. Where did you see it? Early. I saw it early on when they were in, when they had entered into the Shimmer. I saw it on her, on her arm. Okay. I thought it was from her. Okay. But then when I saw it on the guy who was in the pool, I think I saw it on the guy who was in the pool first and then on her after. Okay. Yeah. But I think she's got it as well. Okay. So do you guys normally look for like these details that are impossible for the rest of us to find when you watch a movie you know i don't, like when i watch a film i'm I like wow really. but i don't like look for the label on the inside of the cap that that person's wearing so i am i'm a huge rewatcher. yeah so honestly when i watched annihilation i had i had i think i had rented it or it was on netflix already because the netflix obviously had the right so whatever it was as soon as i got home from work the next day I fired it up again. It was just one of those movies that I was like, I got to watch it again. And so this is where on the second watch, when I know where it's going, that's where I start to look for these types of things. This whole tattoo thing. Um, I don't remember Dave or I don't, I don't know if you remember, but when we were talking about this movie after I'd watched it one time, I had mentioned to you that I thought I had caught something mm -hmm. where her tattoo switches arms. Do you remember that? I you said did that to mention her? that. Yeah. I thought I was real smart. And I said, if you if you watch it closely, her tattoo switches arms. But I was incorrect, right? What I what I had noticed was that at one point in the movie, the tattoo was not where I was expecting she it to be. She didn't have it, right? So yeah. I kind of I, I guess I thought that it was on her other arm. Yeah. But it wasn't that it had switched arms. It was yeah. just that at one point she so didn't that, have it. That was the arm where the bruise was forming. Yeah. So the tattoo wasn't there at that right, point. Right. Yeah. So what does that yeah. mean? Yeah. What does that mean? That is the imprint. Right of the whatever we want to call it the right. alien the entity yeah, yeah. that's its dna imp implanting right. onto the person yeah or a visual cue that Designed or to, right, to tell to us, look at the arm interesting or, yeah. or to yeah. tell us that this the the refraction has caused this change yeah. in in their their dna construct right yeah <clears throat> kind of to get to dave's point there do we look for these things um I think I just love coming on this podcast, having Tim do some research and getting into it because I had seen the tattoo and kind of was tracking the second or third time I watched it. I was tracking where the tattoo would be because I, I noticed that it was on two people's arms. So I was kind of seeing where it was. And I know about the Ouroboros, what that is, never connected the dots, never thought once that those were like that was the same thing. Well, the Ouroboros, you said you had done some research on that and it was... A reference to a snake eating itself. When I saw that tattoo, it looks like a figure eight to me. Yes. Yeah. Which it, isn't that a sign for infinity? Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I know the original symbol was just a circle with the snake eating its um, tail. Now I'm not sure where in the process it. Um, oh, maybe the infinity sign came from that. To the infinity, maybe, right? Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't think that they changed it for this movie. Like I think that I you know listeners correct me if i'm wrong but i think that um just somewhere along the way it, it progressed into this just infinity sign. symbol yeah. yeah i don't think that in this movie they just said let's let's no, make no, no. this an infinity symbol no i don't think so i, I like as i've heard of the 
Ouroboros before, where it's the snake eating its own tail. Yeah. But I'm not sure... It's the idea of, I didn't of, really connect the dots about it being the infinity sign, but the way you... But it, it described the explanation it, it of was. it is it, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's the idea of, like, like you... Propagating oneself. Yeah. Yeah. The, the circle of life and death, right? And then con- continuing on after right. you are, you know... Right. You live, you die, then yeah. you live again, and then you die again. Yeah. Hmm. That's why I love discussing this stuff. That's where it comes out. It comes out because me and Tim just discuss movies all the time. That's where we're like, the tattoo! Yeah. But again, I mean, <laughs> when I say that that's the alien imprinting itself, this yeah. is this is my opinion, right? This is not... Oh, yeah. And this movie is up for debate. I feel like this I mean, whole I movie be, is whatever your opinion is. I could be completely off. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't... I don't think it's wrong however you felt coming out of this movie. No. I think it's just... I feel like it's, like Dave said earlier, it's just up for up for debate it's whatever it's whatever you wanted to come out with it yeah. like whatever I don't think the, direct, the director would not be offended i would think with a film like this if, yeah if you walked away from it having a different interpretation than the one he for sure. to 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 yeah. share with you yeah that's that's actually a good way to put it yeah it's like it, he wouldn't actually feel offended if you had some other take because that's the way he put it out there yeah yeah this is kind of making me want to go back to this whole i mean what if what if the um the shimmer did overtake the earth. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, okay. Hold on. Oh, that's wonderful. It's a whole segment on this you podcast. You the podcast, but we have a segment <laughs> that we'll get to called What If. Okay. Where we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> what if this actually happened. So you know what? Let, actually, let's get right let's to get it. get right to what if. What if. <clears throat> what if. Let's just get into Dave's what if. Yeah. What if the shimmer took over? What if the shimmer took over the world? I don't know if I can really continue with that other than to say, Mm -hmm. what if the shimmer took over? I mean, this has been going on for, for the, since the dawn of time, presumably. Yeah. I don't know if it's a virus. I don't know if it's an alien, but what if it took over the earth? What if if this has been taking over worlds forever? I can can tell you one thing for sure. If it took over the world, we would would not want to be in it. Anymore. So my 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 take on on but, the movie, but who's to say it hasn't already overtaken the world that we live in, and well, we are the byproduct of it? Because there aren't terrifyingly mutated bears. But what if we trying. are? You're right. I haven't seen one of those. Lately. What What if we are the terrifyingly mutated something? That's my point. And uh, we already are in the shimmer. Oh, so maybe we are in the shimmer. Yeah, we're already that mutation. Possibly. No one, nothing else is like us. We are are part of a mutation. Hmm. Okay, so then if the shimmer can take over the world, then once that occurs, it would have to somehow erase the knowledge of it, right? Because we don't, if it had happened and we were altered, Mm -hmm. is that what you guys are saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we would have some sort of recollection of it happening, would we not? But would we? Kane, Kane was just outside the room. Well, that's a good point, yeah. He didn't have but any... He was, but he was outside the Shimmer. He wasn't in it anymore. Okay. So, so there's something that right happens okay. when you go out and come in. Okay. But if you were in it... Right, because they don't... When they go in, they don't remember the last couple days? Yeah, they say when they go in, it's like um, a few days feels like... And they just... They, weeks and months. But the, as soon as they go in, they hadn't even remembered the last couple days. 
Yeah, they, as soon as they so got in there and had their, their first memory, mm. the the team of yeah. w- women, when they yeah. went in, they, like, they, they checked they the ra- food rations for they two weeks. They checked the rations and they didn't even... Yeah, their first memory well, a couple of getting days, there. I think. Oh, it was a couple days? Yeah, I think it was three to four days yeah. or something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. So, so they were conscious. Time yeah. They were doing stuff. Right, yeah. But they That's, had no recollection of it. At that point in the movie, it's just so exciting. It's exciting <laughs> yeah. the whole way. Yeah. It's, it's nonstop. It keeps so, building. But my annoying um, answer to... To Dave's what if is that uh, it would be different than what it is now, which no, is kind of which I, I know it's annoying. Can't, that can't be your answer. Okay, I know it's annoying, but it's my take sort of on the movie as a whole. What I think the shimmer kind of is, and it would. So when when Lena says at the end that it wasn't trying to destroy, it was just trying to change. I feel like that is the idea of the shimmer. So it's going to be a different world. It's still going to function. It's still going to be a world, but it's going to be different than it is now. Is it going to be worse? What can you say is worse? Just because it's different than how we live now doesn't mean it's worse. Right. Right? Just because you have these creatures that have been crossbreeded because the DNA is just all over the place. It doesn't mean it's worse. It's just different. It's not trying to destroy. It's just trying to change. Mm-hmm. So that's my annoying answer to Dave's. Dave's, what if, what if the Shimmer ex- expanded to the whole world? It'd be a different world. Well, for that matter, the Earth was here before human beings were. Who's to say that um, somewhere along the lines, uh, a meteorite didn't hit the yeah. the Earth and uh, enter a bunch of bacteria that that uh, spawned the human race as we know it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which would, would is it be what? better or worse? Well, that's subjective. It would in the context of the movie. In the context of the movie, if the shimmer in the movie, if the shimmer took over the world, in the context of the movie, right? to every other character and in that's the why movie, we have a movie. Yeah, to every other character in the movie, other than Lena and Kane, it would be worse. To Lena and Kane, it's life. It's ah. it's just the way it is now. Like that. I I need to jump into let's get what I think. Yes, the theme of this movie truly is. Yeah, for me, this is where I got to. Yeah. This movie is a love story. Okay, I'm going to say that. This movie is a love story. Yeah. Between? Between Lena and Kane. Okay. And uh, I'm going to leave it there, and we'll touch on it a little bit later. I just want to throw that out there now that that's what I think this is. This is not a movie about... It's all about reconciling a marriage. I think... Yes. (laughs) Don't even laugh. I'm serious. I don't think that... I think the title really throws people off in this, Hmm. because... If you look at it, surface level, Annihilation looks like the Shimmer is destroying things or changing things. Mm-hmm. I don't think Annihilation is in reference to any of that. Mm-hmm. I think the term Annihilation is in reference to something else. Okay. Okay. We have to get a bit further before I okay. unwrap that. Okay. Why don't you guys sit with that's, that that's juicy re- nugget? That's a really good point because, I mean, the Shimmer wasn't destroying. It wasn't annihilating. It was no. just changing. Yeah, yeah, it was just changing. The, yeah, the movie is called Annihilation. You go. It's that's about, a strong name. It's a strong. You have name. expectations when you go into here, a movie. Well, here we end up. I told. Yeah. I told. I was sitting at lunch, in my office with a bunch of people, you know, in the cafeteria, and I said I was going to do a podcast this weekend. It's on the movie Annihilation. No one had heard of it. <laughs> no one at the table had heard of the movie Annihilation. Great movie. Damn. I'll bet they heard of Star Wars, though. Yeah, they had heard of Star Wars. You were right. No one had heard of Annihilation. But one guy said, sounds like a lot of people die. Like, that's mm. that name is, 
that's all he could take. He'd never heard of the movie Absolutely. before, but it sounds like a lot of people die in that movie. And I said, I guess? Well, we don't really know how many, but what we see is not many. It's not really what... Yeah, Annihilation. There's not a lot of Annihilation in the movie. No. Right? That's right. Yeah. I think that's... Uh, I'd like to dig into that take a little more. I think, I think, I think we have to get through a lot of a lot of stuff <laughs> before I can okay. explain that. Well, throw I don't, what I don't we think need we've, to talk we've about. talked about enough. Throw what we need to talk about. I have, well, you just want to get right to that. I have man. strong 100% feelings on every scene in this movie. <laughs> okay, so what do you think? Okay, then I've, I've thrown it out there. I think yeah. it's a love story about okay. Luna and Kate. That's good. Let's what, throw... what do you think? Okay, so first take, um, sort of uh, my first watch of the movie, I was like, it's a great movie about depression. About yeah. um, the self-destruction theme that you brought up. Um, sort of everyone coming into the shimmer, all those women that are coming into the shimmer have something that they're sort of dealing with and entering the shimmer is sort of facing what is bringing you down. And the only way to get out of there, um, is to sort of head on realize that you're a different person coming out. You, you're not going to be the same person coming out. If you think you are, you're going to be stuck in the shimmer. Um, upon second viewing and upon viewing that first scene where she's sort of teaching her class about cells and about cancer and how cancer sort of destroys the body by just duplicating cells. I thought it was a movie about cancer. Mm -hmm. And that's my second take on the movie was this, this alien hitting the lighthouse is what if the earth got cancer? What if it was just changing? Like cancer is just your kind of your body turning on itself, right? Yeah. Kind of your body doing its bodily functions, but in a, a way that's destroying you. And, uh, that's what, yeah, that was, that's sort of my second take on the movie. And I, I have sort of strong feelings towards that one now. That so is, on your rewatch, you kind of ch- kind of changed where you. I kind of changed. Like sitting. I still, I definitely still see that this is a movie about self destruction, depression. Yeah, and um, it is. 100%, yeah, hundred percent. But on second watch, I was like, much. I see the themes that this is a movie about cancer. There's layers, right? Yeah, there's layers going on. For the sure. only the only woman going into the shimmer, um, Doctor Ventress, where they don't say, or no one sort of explains in the shimmer what her issue is. Mm-hmm. Um, she has cancer. I agree with that. Mm. I agree with that. Maybe the only thing that when I was done, you know, rewatching and rewatching and rewatching and formulating my opinion on it, the only thing that didn't make sense to me was her ending. But for me, if she has cancer, mm-hmm. that ending makes sense to me. Exactly. So it was referenced in the final scene, was it not? I thought, don't. I believe um, when she, when we finally come back to the interrogation, um, it, it is revealed that she did suspect that Chris had true. cancer. That's true. Is it? In, in one of the interrogation scenes, um, Benedict Wong, who's interrogating Relax. Natalie Portman there, um, I think he, he says something to the effect of, how did you know? He says... Oh well, she was. Of course, she had cancer. No wonder she went to do it. She was. She was never coming out, anyways. Okay, is what he kind of said. So that's the only. That's the only time it was said. Was okay. was that moment? Yeah. Perfect. Then that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense for me. Because she of the needed. Way... She 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 wanted an explanation. She needed to get to the source and figure yeah. out what's going on. Yeah. Like what's going on here. Yeah. Um, which I think, I, and I have a lot of points along the way too in the movie where it's like, yeah, that's kind of throws me towards what would it be like to have cancer yeah um yeah so that was my 
my look on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. I can't disagree with that. Yeah. Because you can't disagree with anybody's. Well, just like I can't disagree with your relationship as that's like brand new in my head. And I'm just thinking about it. I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Let me get to it then. Let me just try to explain where I'm coming from. First of all, I think the Kane who came back is the real Kane. He is not a copy. I agree. Okay. And here's why. I'll just straight up tell you why. And yeah. it's actually very obvious. Yeah. If you catch it in the movie, yeah. it's extremely obvious. So we're led to believe that Kane kills himself and that a copy comes back. We are led so hard to believe so that. So hard. Like when I he comes watch back it... looking way different. His yeah. hair is all slicked back. Yeah. Whereas his hair is normally poofy. He's yeah. all in black. Okay. Um, we get we get some flashback scenes with him where we hear him talk. We mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. how he talks. Mm-hmm. Then at the end where he apparently kills himself, there's a camera on him. Okay. He's sitting there with a phosphorus grenade. He's going to kill yep. himself. His voice is completely different. It's like some sort of like Midwest farmer or something. That's right. And yeah. it's, it's completely it's... not right. And I mean, that's all I needed. But even more than that, when... His dialogue. He, he said he's talking, but even right after he, he says, I can't remember what he says, so but the I, real Kane behind yeah. the camera says one or two words and it's the real Kane's voice. Yeah. So when he's sitting there, this is what, so that, that is definitely points me towards that. What, what I was thinking of is the words he was saying when he was sitting there, he says, he says, who am I? I thought I was a man, but am I you? Yeah. Those were his words as he's sitting there with the grade. And so the first time I watched it, I was like, 100%, that's real Kane killing himself. And there's that's a different right. Kane coming out. Totally. They, on on my third watch is when I said, and listen to it, you know, listen to his words. Is I think that's the other one saying, who am I? Am I a man? I thought I was a man, but am I just you? 100%. Is, that's the copy. 100%. So why does, why does Kane come back? Why is Kane allowed to come back? Okay. So I'll continue. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where, where to go. <laughs> There's so many different parts in the movie I have to jump to to make this make sense. Just do it. This is your take. I'm Let's trying go. to. I'm trying to. Okay, so... Bring it all in. Okay, so... Yeah. I think it's about love and Lena and Kane... I here. Here's the thing. The Shimmer doesn't understand possibly how to deal with love. Hmm. How does love get refracted in a shimmer? Okay, cells, DNA, all that stuff gets refracted and stuck in there. But what is love? What does love look like in the shimmer? I think the reason they both got out, at first I thought it was they both got out because they loved each other so much they needed to get back. It's a great story. Like they they kind of, um, Lena, it's like a, de- a, a destructive relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Kane is gone all the time with the army. Lena's lonely. She cheats on Kane. Kane has gone into this the shimmer and he comes back, but something's wrong. So she feels like this is her chance at redemption. She wants to go back in, find out what went on. Um, she goes on her journey there. When you get to the end, you know, there is that like the floating, there's like the floating alien yeah. entity right before it turned into Lena at the end. Yeah. There were only two of those in the movie. Mm-hmm. There was the one Lena encountered mm-hmm. and Kane encountered one. Mm-hmm. In his video, in the videotape, it flashes really quick yeah. to Kane encountering it. Yeah. Kane encounters it and there's that duplicate. Yeah. 
Nina encounters it, and there's that duplicate. Mm-hmm. Okay? Both the duplicates end up getting burnt and dying. Mm-hmm. Lena and Kane both end up making yeah. it out. Yeah. But something's with them, right? Yeah. Because they're different. At the end, when they hug, they're changed. They're changed. They yeah. have a, they have a bit of a shimmer in their eye. Yeah. So they are not the same people. Yeah. And even at the end, Kane says, "Are you Lena?" Like almost like, "Are you Le-? like asking, are yeah. you Lena?" Yeah. Or no, she asks him first, "Are, are you, you Kane? Kane?" And he says, "He says I don't, I don't think, think so. so." And then he says, "Are you Lena?" And she kind of gives like a little smirk. Yeah. Then they embrace. Yeah. And they both have a shimmer in their eye. Yeah. So I'm wondering if those alien entities were unable to escape the shimmer themselves. They were stuck in it. Okay. The only way they could escape was by finding like a, a pair, like a love pair that they could um, imprint upon that would then leave the shimmer because they both die, right? And, and one of the things I noticed is when, this, when Lena's duplicate gets lit on fire... And is kind of like walking around, mm-hmm. goes over and gently touches mm-hmm. the burnt mm-hmm. other duplicate on the head. Totally. Gently. Yeah. Lights it on totally. fire. Totally. Then everything mm-hmm. goes on fire. Then everything goes on and, fire. And touch is a reoccurring theme, thing in this movie. Um, it, it, it plays a big role in things. I noticed Lena and Kane in the real world, whenever they touch, something is in front of their touch. You cannot see it. Whether uh, there was a glass of water when they're at the house, when he comes back, mm-hmm. they touch hands. There's a glass of water in front of mm-hmm. it. The next time they touch was when Kane is in a, a plastic bubble and you see them touch, but we're outside the bubble. Yeah. The first time yeah. you actually see them embrace in the, the movie end? is at the end. Yeah. This is, uh, I've honestly never thought of this before, like this take on the movie. <laughs> I did dig deep for this one, I but abso- I think this is what's I going on. I absolutely love me. it. Yeah. It, it, it connect what it connects with me is all the scenes with them back in like all the flashbacks back in their life and all the all the moments where she's saying to him like oh what do you think i do when you're gone you think i just stare at the stars and really she's you know cheating and then he comes back she right at the beginning of the movie she we don't really know it but she's been sleeping with this other guy and he's invited her to a a party and she declines it and at that moment she declines it she goes and paints the bedroom and then he shows up like you said this is redemption time for her she's finally made it to redemption but he's different because in a in a relationship like that he knew he knew that she was cheating if he came back if he had decided to come if he had left and decided to come back after she was cheating he wouldn't be the same right he would be kind of cold like that and so he would show up and she would realize like oh he's back like I have my chance again, but he would be different. He would be cold yeah. and you'd have to figure out what, it, how to get on his plane again, like how to get that trust back again. I like, I, I love this take a lot. So there's one more small thing. So right at the end, um, Lomax, he's been interrogating Lena the whole time about what happened. He says to her, he says, one by one, they're all gone except you, referring to mm-hmm. the other, the other people on her team. Yeah. He says, how do you explain it? And Lena responds with, I had to come back. I'm not sure any of them did. So she was the only one in love in that movie, right? Everybody else had it other, is true. Yeah. Other, isu- other issues and reasons for going in. It's true. But, and Kane was the only other one to come back. Right? Yeah. And they were... And he went in because he knew about the affair. Yeah. Right? So he went in, but he realized during his time in the Shimmer right. 
he needed to come back. And she went in because she felt guilty, right? And she said, I owe it to him. Yeah. Not like, I gotta figure out what happened to him, I gotta... I owe it to him to go into the Shimmer. I love it. So, did the Shimmer let them go for that reason? <clears throat> I think it was... I think the aliens were trying to get out. Or... Or that was their way of imprinting upon the Earth, right? I think I think Annihilation, the title Annihilation, is about the alien getting annihilated. That's what I was going to actually say. Wow, that's what that's that where was I, that's where, where I think yeah. it is. That's so that's what gets end, annihilated. The, yeah, is that those two entities so get it's, annihilated? So it is a movie about human nature, but it's not a movie about how human nature has self destruction. It's about how human nature has love. Well, I mean, I. That's part of it, right? Like I, I do. It, it, I, it is about the self destruction because all those people going in, yes, have somehow self destructed on their life, whatever it may be. But is it? Yeah, is it a movie of that? As humans, we also have love, mm -hmm. and that's why this alien entity was annihilated. Ah, perhaps I actually hadn't even considered that because that this alien entity needed the love. I'm coming back to Oscar Isaac sitting there with the phosphorus grenade, the copy that we that we think, although we didn't have that take the first couple of times, that he's saying, who am I? What am I? Thought I was a man. He doesn't understand. Maybe he doesn't understand the love. That's right. Right. Like right. Oscar That's Isaac what... needs to go back yeah. because he, he is in love. He knows that there was something wrong with his relationship, but he needs to escape the shimmer. And this copy doesn't quite understand it. I don't yeah, know. Goes back to my question: What does the shimmer? What does the shimmer do with love? Right? What is it? It can't refract it. That's yeah, a, that's incredible. Happen, right? It's like yeah. the, it's like the one thing that could actually. The army's gone in. Scientists have gone in. But what goes in and comes back is love. That's great. <laughs> Never even thought of this. Um, that's that's my take. I want to watch it again, just yeah. to just to have that. Yeah, just to have that take on the movie. I want to take this podcast back about twenty minutes. And I want to introduce the argument that I feel the whole title of the movie is about the annihilation of the alien. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That was, like, was made like 20 minutes ago, Dave. We'll That's a great point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Make a note for the time for editing. <laughs> We're going to cut Dave in 20 minutes Dave. earlier. I think this is about... Oh, man. Yeah. It's... Uh, I love that. That the annihilation is of the alien. Yeah. For me, it's the way that everything makes sense in the movie. There's no holes anymore so along the way i kept looking for what does the movie mean what is what are the themes here and there was always things that didn't seem to fit mm -hmm. but that one seemed to fit i like it um it, it, yeah you kind of no matter what take i have on the movie there's always some sort of part in the movie which doesn't quite make sense with it yeah um so I've always been like, oh yeah, I like it as that. Whatever can stick the most for me, I'm like, oh yeah, that's my take now. Yeah, I, I, I like, I like this take a lot. Um, that, like you said, I don't know if I can look back on a, a spot and say, well, that doesn't really matter. Like that doesn't yeah. really make sense with it uh -huh. because while all this refracting is happening, like that's that's where I sort of get lost sometimes when I have when I have a take on it. It's yeah, like all it's this refracting and all this DNA. It's like, well, what's the point of that? What's the point of that right. all? If the point is that we have this feeling that we can't explain. No one can explain, really, you know, love. Yeah. So if you have this thing that can't, it's refracting everything, but it doesn't quite know what to do with love. I think it's a, 
I think it's a great take, and it makes sense with a lot of things that happen during the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it means that some of those story points during the movie um, are are just to kind of get you to that point, are just to show you that it refracts everything. It's refracting the plants. Yep. Like, they're becoming the same species. Animals are becoming the same species. Mm-hmm. Animals and plants. Yep. Animals and humans. That bear. we got to get to it. Yeah, we will. Uh, <laughs> but, terrifying bear. Yeah. They're... Yeah, I, I just, I, I really, enjoy, I, I'm really liking this take. Time for break. Okay, so one more layer of the onion mm-hmm. for me to peel off here for my take of love and this was actually the first piece that i found that led me to think something larger was going on with the whole love story so this movie is full of instrumental music right Mm -hmm. except for one song Mm -hmm. you guys remember there being one song no there's one folk song played twice okay i'm a huge oldies fan Right, they were sitting, reading, and listening to it. Was that uh, that scene or no? Oh, it was. Uh, it was one of the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I believe so. Then yeah. they played it a little bit later, a little yeah. bit of it. Yeah, I remember. But I'm a huge oldies fan. Yeah, and I actually hadn't heard this song, um, so I was really taken aback, and you know, had to find out what it was. And it was. Did you want to? Speak? No, you go ahead. I just. I'll, I'll... I'm interrupting. Please go ahead. No, go ahead. Interrupt. Interrupt. <laughs> well, you know how Oscar Isaac does so much of his own music. I was wondering if oh, yeah. if any contribution was made oh, from him. Oh, good question. Yeah. Good question. No, this wasn't, though. This was a song from uh, Crosby, Stills, mm-hmm. and Nash. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it always, it always kind of rubbed me the wrong way that there was only one mm-hmm. song mm-hmm. in this movie. It had to mean something. In a movie where everything means something... It, it had, had to, to mean, mean something, something for me. So I had to figure out what that was. Yeah. So what I can pull out of it is that Stephen Stills of Crosby, Stills & Nash, he wrote the song about his failed relationship with a fellow folk artist, Judy Collins. And this is the chorus. Okay? They are one person. Okay. Okay? Yeah. They are one person. Lena, yeah. In my opinion, Lena and Kane are married. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are one. Mm-hmm. It goes on. They are two alone. Okay? I remember the song. They're separate, right? She's home. He's away. Yeah. They are three together. So Cain's duplicate. Yeah. The death of Cain's duplicate allows Cain to come back. But it took three of them now. Lena, Cain, and Cain. Then they are for each other. But it's written not the number four. F-O-R. They are for each other. Right. But I think that also plays on the fact that there were two Lenas, there were two Canes. Right. Here's Yeah. So here's something I could never put together when I was thinking back on what my take is on the movie and how it all fits in. Every time there's a title card that tells you what's next, like why, is there, why are there title cards in this movie that tells you like The Shimmer, tells you The Lighthouse? Right. Right before those, there's always a scene with Kane and Lena. And I couldn't figure out why are they showing a scene with Kane and Lena before they say the lighthouse, before they say, oh, here's what's coming up next. 
that's one of the scenes when they're sitting there, they're reading, they're listening to that song. And that's why I like your love take on this because it's, it's always their relationship before we get to, Oh, what it means in the show. Right. What, what we're getting at with this interpretation. So when we get to the lighthouse, when we get to fighting for your relationship, getting out of it, that scene right before the lighthouse is when they're listening to that song, when they're reading books, they look at each other and they don't even really talk. Yeah. They're just doing their own thing. They're one alone, right? They're doing their own thing. And they're at a point in their relationship where they're kind of just for themselves. They don't, he's away all the time and she's doing other stuff. Like they, they need that moment where they get back together. They look at each other and they just don't really say anything. Yeah. And that's a moment where they're sitting together, but they're not together. And then they go to the lighthouse. Then they go to like, I was trying to figure out why these scenes with them were happening right before they give the title cards. And yeah, I think that's, so like the last that moment, song is the last moment they're together, for right? They're yeah. for each other. They're, they're, they're back. They're a little bit different, yeah. but they match, right? They're, they both they're have something. They're for each other. Yes. So maybe this is them coming back mm-hmm. in this context. Yeah. Is what was needed in their relationship that's to begin right. with. Yeah. yeah. And and they got the shimmer in their eyes because they're a little bit different, right? No they're, pun intended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're dif- they're different in this moment. He comes back and he says he can't remember anything up until this door. Yeah. Right? Like he he went into the shimmer. He decided, "Yeah, I'm going to fight for this relationship. I'm going to go back. I don't remember anything until I came here and said, "Let's do it again." Yeah. And she had to do the same. She had to face the same thing to be able to say, "Yeah, let's put this relationship together yeah i mean if if this if this was meant if they did this on purpose i mean congratulations alex garland if you're out there listening and you're probably not but i mean i mean if they did what an incredible (laughs) if they didn't do it on purpose congratulations tim (laughs) for making a great movie it's an an amazing coincidence if they didn't do it on purpose so it took the annihilation of an alien species to really bring true love together yeah, kind of. When you say yeah. it that way, I don't like it uh, yeah, I know, really as I much. Know. <laughs> it does sound corny and cheesy. I like that, I, though. I, I like that the annihilation is not of human. Nothing yeah, I, human. I do like that It's idea. of the alien race that mm-hmm. tried to land yeah. and tried to change the yeah. world. Yeah. The annihilation is that alien race. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe they, maybe they changed two people, but maybe the world didn't. The rest of the world didn't get changed. Well, maybe, maybe or the, maybe... Go ahead. Maybe the whole purpose of the alien was to to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Agreed. And I, I wonder if they can. There's so much to do. I've mentioned it before. There's so much to do with touch in this movie. Touch is a big thing. It's very done very weirdly. I wonder if they can just <clears throat> pass on whatever they need to now through touch. Like Lena and Kane at the end. Maybe they can pass their cells and DNA just through touch. Right. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Now, actually, that kind of brings up something that just popped in my head. Mm-hmm. I, is it possible that, I mean, I don't know why, why this would fit or anything. I'm just saying it because I just thought of it. But is it possible that Cain was the only one who was maybe changed until he embraced Lena and passed it on to her? Because his, his eye shimmers first, then her eye shimmers. I, I don't That's know. true. Just, it's, but just everything was refracted while yeah. she was yeah. in the... She it makes more sense changing. that they were both. Yeah, yeah, they both changed. She already knew. She looked at her DNA under the That's microscope. Right. Yeah, right. Or she looked at her. Yeah, her blood under yeah. the microscope, and she it was already it. doing the cell division. And when it divided, it was doing that. Yeah, 
yeah. shimmery thing. Yeah. Um, I'll cut that out in editing. It's a stupid <laughs> idea. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and for that reason, that should stay in. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, it'll stay. We cut all dumb ideas out. <laughs> yeah. This podcast it's is usually been, three and a half it took hours us long. Six <laughs> hours, this podcast. We cut out so many <laughs> stupid cut all the ideas. Dumb ideas out. Oh my goodness, there were some dumb ones. Let's talk about the bear. Let's talk about the scariest scenes in the movie, which will get us to the bear. That's a great I, idea. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to sort of bypass the scene where Kane cuts that guy's stomach open. Yeah, that was scary. Because I was... I've watched that movie three and times. One thing that I'm, troubles me, like really yeah. troubles me, and it's probably going to... Because I've watched it now. Well, I watched it for the second time two hours ago or three hours ago. Yeah. It's how Kane sort of smiles at the camera yes. when he says, See? Look. Look, there's what? this like thing moving around inside of him. And he kind of has this like sadistic smile like i know that, like how does that work like what is what's going on what's, what's his... the point of that smile be right because that's like that's a choice that he does that in that in that scene i don't know he like cuts it open he's so happy that he sees that it's that i don't know i don't know i felt the same way because like it really i know makes me uncomfortable like i know that I mean, it gets one you... thing... go ahead i was just gonna <clears throat> say it gets you a little bit to the end where he is because in that end video camera scene, he seems a little weird, right? Like, he's he's maybe got the same... If we're saying that the Kane, who is the real Kane, is coming from behind the camera, he seems a lot different than the Kane that went into the Shimmer. So maybe it's it sort of aids in that progression, but... I don't know. Like, with his sort of smiling about it, and... He seems like in that last scene, he kind of doesn't care about much. Well, I guess the question is, which can are we talking about at that point? I know, yeah. So, with the way, we're, if, if we're saying that the cane behind the camera is the real cane, he sort of comes out after the the other, the copy, does the phosphorus grenade. He comes out behind the camera and he's kind of just standing there, a little motionless. That could be part of the progression, like first seeing a man cut open and smiling about it and saying, oh, here, like this is actually inside him. To seeing a man who's burning and just let's keep in, I, let's keep in mind that Kane was in there for for a year, right? Lena was as Kane long was in there for as a long year. as That's as true, long man. as Lena's expedition went. What was it? Was it like three months? Maybe did they say it was, it was months? Yeah, months? it was. Yeah, it was. So Kane was in there a lot longer. It is it is possible that Kane's duplicate could have been like running around. In the, in the shimmer doing things like being his duplicate we don't really know what was going on that, that whole time it's very true I mean there's a camera set up she watches the camera film and it's like it goes through him getting to the lighthouse him going down into the hole seeing that that big whatever mm -hmm. um, and then other like then Kane blowing himself up I'm not sure but not there sure. is there is footage there's a video camera set up. I'm kind of just getting onto the track that you're on. There's a video camera set up filming him blowing himself up. And there's just a memory card back at the facility, right? Of him cutting the guy open and looking at it. Could have been taken by the same video camera. Yeah. Could have been him. Mm -hmm. He could have went there, videotaped it. Maybe they went back. I don't know. 
they, yeah. they, don't, they don't say anything about they don't really what it, went on it's with his just timer. a memory card back there yeah it's and the video camera is out so it, i guess it could be yeah yeah i don't know i don't know it's it's a good point i didn't actually Dave brings up smiling. though because oh it's weird it's yeah. a weird point in the movie i was thinking the same thing where he cuts it out and we're at that point in the movie we're supposed to believe that either they get murdered by something in there or they go crazy. So you watch that video in the movie and you're like, oh, they're going, he went crazy. He cut the guy open and he's smiling about it, like that he found something inside. It, it reminded me very much yeah. of that um, sequence in the movie Event Horizon. Yes. Where they get us, they, they have a sort of a, I don't know how they see it. They get a, a video of yeah. the future and what happens to the to yes. them as they devolve further yes. through the continuum. It was, um, yeah, it was a and they, flashback. And they, they all see themselves going crazy. Yeah, they had went to hell. They found like a, a no. wormhole to hell or something. Well, no, but they actually found like they... like footage on the... They, they were able to fire up the computer of oh, something. Yeah, right. And they found old footage of them just going, yeah, going crazy and cutting each other yeah. up. But that old footage was yeah. essentially the future Yeah, yeah. for yeah. them. I, I think it's about... Right, yeah. I think it's about... Uh, a spaceship that they're attempting to jump in time or jump uh let's just say they're trying to fold time yeah they were trying to fold time okay <clears throat> but in in i think what happens is they they go to a different dimension which is yeah. supposed to be hell and then they come back but they bring hell with it Correct. right that's yeah. right that's right so yeah I, I don't know if that's supposed to it definitely reminded me of that i wonder if it's supposed to play into so that moment like okay it, it, it's a weird moment but it like it works with how we're watching the movie for yeah. the first time because mm-hmm. we think they're going crazy. We think they're something like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they just maybe they went to hell and back and now that that guy so, is. So that was that was scary. Y- yes. Does that, does that happen? <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> it was scary and terrifying and disgusting. Um, does that happen after the crocodile? Yeah. Yes. It does. So were you frightened by the crocodile? The crocodile part was good with the, uh, I think it's Tessa Thompson. Her character gets pulled in. Yeah, that's a good part. Yeah, that's because yeah. that's the first time. I, I during this movie, I feel a lot on edge. Like during just kind of during the whole movie, the whole which time. goes back to the music. I mean, you hear I you know. hear this like lovey dovey folk music yeah. in the background, and then this weird ass bear. I know, with, like a face that suggests many other yes organisms, yes. or this 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 massive crocodile that has clearly traits of other yeah. or, um, species that could not interbreed with each other. For sure, yeah. And it had like then, 150 it, teeth in its mouth. I know, like... Mouth. Shark teeth. Well, it's so... Like it's that, yeah. it, The movie like creates this atmosphere that gets you so on edge that even when they're looking at the plants and they're like, this is crossbreeding, this is impossible. I'm like, oh no, impossible. Like, I mean, this is You're on this the edge of your circle time, yeah, but it's so time. beautiful the, yeah. the whole time. The yeah. colors, um, the, you're in the jungle, it's all green yes. and sunny and beautiful and yes. everything is shot so well it's like such a such an interesting dynamic having I know. being so terrified yeah. in such a beautiful space yeah i feel like we're getting on a lot of tangents during this which we is are, we which, sure are. which is great let's stick on I, let's no. stick on the scary moments though okay but i i just need to you brought up something that i think i'm gonna forget about if i don't get into it right now the scary moments are always followed up by some useless just slow down of the movie just to sort of get you back to it's also beautiful in here that's a good point and i love that i love you need that after the crocodile oh no sorry sorry after the bear after the bear first attacks and kills one of their 
uh, one of their scientists that is with them, they start to go towards the lighthouse or towards wherever they're trying to get to. And then all of a sudden there's this part in the movie where Lena is like, oh no, I'll go, I, I we they found a boot or something of, of that woman. Right. And they're like, I'll go look for her yeah. by myself. Right. No one else can come with. And the movie just grinds to a halt. Yeah. And she just... All of a sudden, I, I just realized, I'm just watching her walk through the wilderness. Yeah. And I don't feel scared anymore. I don't feel like yeah. this shit, that sh- I don't feel on edge anymore. I know what happened. The bear killed that woman. I saw it happen. And then she walks and walks. She sees the deer, like the, t- the two sort of. Yeah. Well, they the deer were, and his clone. Yeah, yeah, deer and his clone and like the flowers coming out of the antlers. And you're just watching that. And it like just grinds to a halt. And then she comes back and the movie continues. And I feel like it does that. Like Alex Carlin does that along the movie. It's. As soon as there's like really intense scene and then you grind to a halt. That's a very interesting point because out of all the animals we see, the deer are the only one that are in a pair and they're the only ones that are peaceful mm-hmm. and yeah. not actually mutated, but they're, they're, they're mutated with yeah. the plants, with the plants, yeah. right? They're growing plants, but they haven't been but, destructed by in any way like the other animals had. But they're not... Um direct clones of each other no no they are very different yeah i don't want to say it but i feel like i they're in love they're in love and they're not this species out for they've accepted it the way that tessa thompson goes down is she accepts her faith and becomes one of those tree people right yeah the other ones who were aggressive get killed by the bear right yeah except for ventress who i believe i think I don't know. I don't know about Ventress. Got to get to that. But I don't know about Ventress when she's sitting on that rock or whatever, and she's like the first scene you see her. She's got like something going over her eyes. She's got nothing. Well, let's just that's that's maybe just since we're here, let's talk about it. The the only character where something super fantastical happens for her ending is she is her like disintegrates with yeah. light flying out of her mouth, and her whole body lights up, and she dissolves essentially yeah. into so, cells. So. When we meet her, though, she has this sort of uh, mutation over her face. And yet, if in that same scene, we actually do see the turnaround and we see her face and it, yeah. it's her normal. So I'm wondering if if that's the clone. I think, when we, yes. In yeah. the process of mutating yeah. to become her. I think so, so. yeah. Oh. I but think it couldn't. That, yeah. Do you think it couldn't mutate because of the cancer? Well, I think it did. I, I think it completed its cycle. I just think when we are introduced to to that character who's sitting in the in the yeah where on we, that where rock. Was, no, or no, just like no, in the middle. I disagree. No? I disagree because this is why. Because I think the only um, clones were the were the two were Lena and Kane. Because I think it took one of those weird looking alien floating fractal things to become a clone i think that sequenced the human's dna and then became a clone but just because i'm not sure what happens just because you didn't see it happen though it could have still happened with her with dr ventress it could have where where did she go though where was the other ventress if there are two of them yeah i don't know well how but why was why was erupt from her body yeah and why was her eyes like covered it was purifying her cancer 
I think that's a bit of a Hail Mary, perhaps. It is, but it's... Go deep! Go deep! like when someone in a movie starts spewing light out of their mouth, and then I, their body starts growing... I rewound her sort of monologue in that moment, and I just couldn't quite pull what she was talking about. Yeah, I don't get it. Out of that time. She's talking about annihilation. That's where she mentions annihilation. It's all just annihilation. Yeah. I so maybe, says, maybe that is the alien entity going into the body realizing the body has cancer and i cannot go on and all this is is annihilation like all this species is is dying right like maybe the alien is trying to go on with cloning us and can't because of because all the refraction we, because the cancer was absorbed into the yeah into this 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 refractive ecosystem exactly. that's going on and yeah it it's all just death in mm, here yeah. because that's what came in yeah and this species just dies. Like, maybe I can't go on being maybe. being this. Maybe. And so that's where that speech comes out. Maybe that is the alien giving the speech. Maybe. And maybe that's why it found its one way to escape then. By yeah. letting Lena out. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, okay. Maybe it found its way to escape. Maybe. Or evolve. Or, or evolve. Evolved. Yeah, or evolve. Yeah. It shed itself of... because we know that's the original Lena, right? I so maybe, Ventress but maybe said something like such a beautiful mind. I thought I heard her say, which would make sense. Like she's like they have such beautiful minds, but then there's like yeah. all this violence and disease, and we just it's not going to work for us or something. Like, yeah, almost regret. Like we wish it would work, but it won't. Yeah, at that point in the movie, I never really know what my take on the movie is, so I never. I yeah. haven't quite got what she says. And I feel like it's very it's, important, yeah, right? It's like, it's you're coming, you, like, Lena's going down, finally getting into the hole, and there's Ventress who left them and is and is giving a monologue at that point. Like, I feel like that's important, and I can just never pull out what it is. But, yeah, yeah, I, 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 that could be it. Yeah. I gotta listen to it again. I gotta watch it again. Yeah. All I remember is her saying the word annihilation. Because yeah. that's, you know, it's movie titles. So I was like, oh, here, like, she's talking about something very important here. Yeah. Because she's dealing, dealing the title here, yeah. I don't know. Are we still talking about scary moments? Scary moment. The bear. <laughs> okay, here we are. The bear. <laughs> scary moments. Okay, so was the, that was, we're done the first scary moment now. <laughs> we, we did a couple. I There's think... two more. There's two more scary okay, moments. Well, okay, here, I'll, I'll ask a question. Yes. What about the bear? Scares you the most? The voice, the yeah, human voice. Okay, so we all, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. That was just, that was a trick question. We all feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, it was that. Yes. So the bear had somehow captured. Uh, I think it was Anya who it, it killed. I think it captured her like dying screams for help. Yeah, it, it absorbed that. Yeah. It absorbed that from, moment of fear yeah. uh, from her. And then yeah. when it would open its mouth, it sometimes would roar, but at other times it would just it would be her screaming. Yeah. For help, uh, kind of yeah. muddled out of its mouth as it opened its mouth, and it looks fucking well, it, yeah scary. It's just like why, why, why are we why are we learning so late off. in the podcast that we can swear? I don't know. <laughs> We're not. We can. We, we can, can swear. Yeah. Can, Continue, please. Would bring a only a bear of this magnitude would bring such filth out of my mouth. Its yes. top fucking face has been ripped off, and it looks like it's it's its face is like mutating into a human skull almost at the same time yeah like there's definite skull mm-hmm. yeah characteristics it looked like a yeah a geiger influenced bear yeah. yeah and it was i mean it had been shot up and it was ripped ripped apart yeah. flesh yeah. coming off and i mean it was 
but it was, was a scream. Yeah. It was, if that was a normal bear, I'm not. I'm. I'm barely scared. But when that thing opens oh, up yeah. mouth and Anya screams for yeah. help, yeah. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm scared for sure. I'm terrified. I would. I would say at, now after this podcast, I'm like pretty, pretty much on your take of the movie. But when I'm watching this and I have my take of the movie, that it's like a movie about cancer. This is a horrible moment for sort of someone who who dies with cancer and they're afraid that they're going to be remembered in their last moments. And this bear is coming in with reminding everyone of their last moments and their, their screaming moments of death. Yeah. And that's what I took from that, that bear coming in. And it just, it became, you know, terrifying and then very sad Yeah, that you don't really know what's in, always what's in the mind of a, a cancer patient but they might think like i don't want to go out like this i i remember myself as something else and now i got to go through chemo and i got to take all this all, all this abuse on my body just to try to get better and i don't want these to be my last moments that i'm remembered in mm -hmm. and i i kind of took that away from at least my original take on the movie um in that moment that that bear is just the last moments of her life yeah. being yelled at everybody, right. right? Reminding everyone, Oh, this is what I was like when I died. And it's, it's, it's you're going to hear it at the moment where you're about to be killed. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is what makes it so horrifying is that, um, it's almost like when you hear that bear, it's, mm -hmm. you, you feel this sort of sentient awareness of this character who, is she still there or is she dead or is she living in this bear? Is she going to now be reliving this mm -hmm. horrific death every time this right. bear? Yeah. yeah. Is she actually, you can hear her. So is she actually in there? Yeah. yeah. Did, did she, she know what's it? going? Did she, she did part, she, yeah. Did the refraction put her into it if through, yeah. as well as through the death? And the yeah. great sort of movie moment of it is that um, the, the character who had everyone tied up hears her voice. And doesn't actually think she's dead yeah. in the first place. That's why she has everyone tied up. She hears the voice, so she goes to investigate, right? And then she gets attacked by the bear. So the good sci-fi moment of it is that we use the voice to draw another character towards, you know, the the horror. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it is is she actually in there and also experiencing that? Because that'd be horrible for her too. Yeah. yeah. That's how I felt when I heard for the sure. Scream. Yeah. I thought that she was somehow yeah. it, in yeah. that bear. Yeah, and it sounds like she is. She keeps crying for help, right? Yeah. Well, she is, right? Because her DNA has been yeah. imprinted. But is she sentient right? in there? Like, does she right. know what's going on? Right. Is she seeing through, like, that bear's eyes and knowing that her friends are in danger and she's there watching it? Yeah. Oh, man. We're taking part in there. Yeah, we're taking part, yeah. Ugh. That's yeah. a horrifying moment. What else? Uh, well, yeah, that, I mean, that whole scene where they're, yeah, uh, three of the, three of the women are tied up mm -hmm. because one of them is, uh, the fourth is losing it and uh, yeah. um, found out Lena's relationship with Kane and is uh, doubting everything that's going on. So right. Ties them up. Found the locket. Yeah. And uh, they're tied up and gagged and then the bear finds his way in. Oh, it's just, it's just... Um, as terrifying as that was, mm -hmm. I have one for me that's one, it's more terrifying. The okay. one more terrifying. Okay at the end which part 
the part where they walk into the lighthouse, where okay. Lena walks into the the lighthouse. Okay. Mm-hmm. All the walls are white. There's some sort of growth going on. I know. I know. I know. You know what's interesting, actually? It's I coming out noticed. of where the. Yeah, the coming out of the in, hole. Yeah. When you when they go down in that hole, yeah. everything's black. All that yeah. growth is black. True. When you come out, everything's white. Everything's white. Yeah. And there's a hole in the lighthouse yeah. lighting it. Maybe and it's there's just, white around that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that means anything. But yeah. Anyways, and everything in the White House is light. It's a good point. It's all very white, and it's in the hole, it's all very black. Very black. Yeah. So Lena walks into the the lighthouse. This is the like the, the culmination of, of the movie, and and we've been on edge the whole time, mm-hmm. waiting for her to get to the lighthouse, mm-hmm. and it's it's scary mm-hmm. and edgy, and she walks in. She sees the burnt corpse. There's a burnt corpse on the floor. Mm. Everything's white. And she looks at a hole in the yeah. ground yeah. that is black. Yeah. And you know yeah. she's going in. Oh, yeah. Right? And you know she's going in. That is the stuff nightmares are made of. Yeah. You that hole. have a that dream. Hole. Yeah. You're in a white room. Yeah. And there's a black hole in the ground. Yeah. And you are compelled to go into it. Yeah. And, and we know she's going in. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was so scared for her. I was so scared. Alex Garland would be so happy with your reaction out right now that like the inside the lighthouse is white and the black hole freaks you out. Like that's oh, but it's great. That's the... so perfect, like visual filmmaking. Oh, it, it Just was. like white and a black hole, and you know everything in there is black, and like that's yeah. bad. That's a bad oh, hole. Awful. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. And then yeah. she, I mean, when she walks into the hole, yeah, you get a great counter to that where she's in this tunnel and everything's black in the tunnel. Yeah, but the white is now behind her. Yeah. Oh, Again, goodness. this movie that is was beautiful. That was, yeah. that was scarier yeah. than the bear for me. Interesting, yeah. I would I would say my my three tensest moments in the movie are the watching the video of the cutting open of the stomach, um, the bear, and that moment. But I would call that moment three for me. Behind those two, but yeah, yeah those are definitely the three. Cutting the stomach for me, I don't know. It's it like surgery. That moment, it was the, the that stomach, wasn't like surgery. The stuff. <laughs> Oscar Isaac <laughs> smiled at the like camera. Surgery. Is this the stomach surgery or I, something? No, that. <sighs> see, I missed him smiling. I think that was my problem. And the yeah. fact that he reached in, he reached and like, in. The, like, it was that, gross. That, that it was gross because there was like, like yeah, organ yeah. Organ yeah. Or something yeah. It was going, going through his hands, and he's like, "See, look," and he has this sort of weird was, smile on his yeah. face. Yeah. Like, I was right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, there it is. There it is. See, yeah. see, and like, I, you know, that that bothered me. Yeah, you got the camera rolling. I'm gonna cut this guy's stomach open. Yeah, you got it rolling. Okay, good. See, I, I told yeah, you. Yeah, I just that moment for me was number one. I, I lost it on that moment. Yeah, hey. Yeah, Dave, what yeah. was your number one? The bear. Um, probably the bear. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think really what hit me about the bear was <clears throat> the scream, but it. it I didn't yeah. initially realize that that scream was played earlier. It was something that I had imprinted it. Like the scream initially imprinted itself. And so when I saw the bear later on and, and the bear was attacking those three women who were tied up mm-hmm. and you heard that scream again, I didn't know where I had heard that before. Right. And then once it started to dawn on me that that was a scream that was from earlier in the movie, it made me think that there was some kind of sentient awareness and that's what really makes me yeah. horrified is if this person has to relive her death over and over oh, and over and yeah. over and that that that's what does it for me yeah if she's just stuck in that moment yeah of dying that's horrifying 
It really is, yeah. Yeah. Tim? What? Dude, I can see so scary right now. Can <laughs> <laughs> we talk, turn on some I don't lights? Don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> Your scariest moment? Oh, it was, no, it was yes, the hole. It's the hole? The hole. Okay. okay. Yeah. I've, um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure I've had nightmares like that. And yeah. I was um, also recently playing a video game, um, Hellblade, <laughs> Senua's <laughs> Sacrifice, where you are required to do that. Oh, okay. Uh, very, very yeah. atmospheric, fantastic game. And you are required to crawl. You're in a cave with yeah. a torch. So there's barely light anyways. Yeah. And then you get to a point where you're required to crawl into the ground into a black yeah. hole. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, in the hole, it doesn't get much better. Like you, you have a woman who was leading your team. When does you... crawling into a black hole ever get better? <laughs> never, never. <laughs> I don't you know if it ever you does. crawl in, and the leader of your team is there, and yeah, she turns around and spouts this thing about annihilation. The light comes out of her mouth, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, yeah. Ugh. Well, we've, we've done two movies now where light comes out of someone's mouth. That's eyes. right. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stay. Got to keep that now. going. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to find more, more yeah. of that. Um, this movie's good. Oh, it's great. It's, it's a good great. movie. Let's get to uh, another segment. Uh, we like to call "Remind Rewind." Remind Rewind. So this is just, did this remind you of anything? Straight up. Uh, yeah. Remind you of anything? I mean, if you want to, I mean, I, 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 I'm not a fan at all of comparing, and this is going to sound like I'm comparing, but it, it certainly reminded me of aspects of the movie The Thing, um, Fountain, um, you know, many more, but you caught me. Give me a minute or two. <laughs> yeah, um, the uh, thing in Fountain is great. Yeah, those those definitely have. Uh, there's aspects of those. Swamp movies. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I would say uh, this movie reminds me a lot of um, actually Sunshine, which mm. he wrote. Yeah. Um, which why why it reminds oh, me of that? Oh yeah, I think it, yeah. It's it's because all the flora. Maybe like, yeah, like in those those greenhouses. That... For sure, yeah. There's there's a big aspect of the movie that like there's yeah there's a lot of sort of the environment kind of expanding and growing in that movie. There's also like a lot of there's a lot of like a straightforward movie when you start the movie. You're like which kind of like Annihilation. Like so people getting into that movie and just starting it. I bet you most people love the first forty five minutes of that movie. Because it's just like straight up like horror and just exploring. Like this is scientific exploring, stuff or splicing. I love this. I love this movie. It's kind of like Sunshine. It's just like a space adventure and you know the goal. You know what's going on. And then Sunshine takes a turn about 45 minutes or an hour in. And it just kind of gets weird. Really, what I felt with Annihilation, it gets, and I, I just totally yeah. embraced an Annihilation, the weirdness. Yeah. Same thing with Sunshine. As soon as it got weird in that movie, I was like, "Oh, this fits. Mm-hmm. I love this." Um, so it really reminded me of that, which is like, uh, obviously, he wrote he wrote Sunshine, so that makes sense. But that would be kind of my number one yeah. parallel with it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that, so yeah. it sounds like I need to see that. You definitely need to see that. For for me, it was. Very much just reminded me of 
like a comic book. Like the way that everything was paced and framed really just struck me like it would be a great comic book or video game. Mm-hmm. But what what I would parallel it to is the movie Predator, mm-hmm. where you have a team of men mm-hmm. who are hired by an, by an organization to go into the jungle and to try to figure out... Well, I guess they went in trying to like yeah. free some... Yeah. Um, some prisoners, but encountered an alien right. along the way. Right, yeah, Tender yeah. mission changed. Yeah, yeah. everything kind of changes and goes goes backwards. But So, yeah. Dave had his what-if moment before. So, maybe let's continue on with what-if. gonna come to the podcast with a what if are you gonna leave with one i don't know let's do your what if and see if i come up with one okay well here's my what if yeah and it ties in with my rewind remind rewind yeah what if the team from predator went into the show (laughs) nice (laughs) nice what goes down well i'm gonna say they're uh they're they're a team of army men Right? Yes, they are. So, but none of them are coming up. Led by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I disagree. Um, <laughs> I think I think they were. I think at least Jesse Ventura would have come out. Some of them got. Well, some Did of you them see that gun? Gun? I it thought, was like a Vulcan chain gun. You know who I thought would come out? You could take down a lighthouse with that true, gun that, alone. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> they might all come out. Let's be honest. And they might all come out. Yeah. They might yeah, all come out. They might all march. The predator. They might march. <laughs> they might march their way to the lighthouse, shooting down everything. Right, yeah. Shoot down the lighthouse. Yeah. Keep walking. Right. Until they're out the other side. Right. And then it's off <laughs> for cold they're, ones. They're clear. <laughs> they hit the beach, clean uh, things up, and just keep on going. Maybe do some surfing. Well, they're already at the beach, right? <laughs> yeah. No, you're set. I don't know. Could happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, they may. They may all come out. Who's to say that that doesn't happen? Yeah. So does. So they needed Lena to sort of uh, light everything on fire yeah. to destroy it. So uh-huh. do the, does the Predator team destroy it in that same way? Are uh, they able to destroy Well, like, are they able to destroy it in the same way? Or are they just mowing everything down with their guns? Like you said, going through the lighthouse and then going out the other side, well, we still got the shimmer. Well, I think there's two scenarios. I think there's they either do that, okay. they just mow everything down, because really yeah. there's nothing in their way to stop them. Yeah. Right, a, a, a bear, like as scary as that bear. That's not going to stop him. Look, yeah, that's not stopping yeah. Arnold. I mean, that took two main characters out of our movie, Annihilation. It but, did, but yeah. I mean, the the Predator teams, you know, it's pretty deep. They got about yeah. eight or nine, so they could yeah. lose a couple. But I don't know what's going to stop them. Yeah. They, they get to the lighthouse, they're gonna they're gonna mow it down, mow it down. Keep what's interesting? What's interesting? Or, or yeah, or they're all going to get killed, right? Yeah, they're all going to get picked off by the bear, except. for... For Arnie, obviously, yeah, yeah, and then he's gonna set up elaborate traps mm-hmm. to capture yes. that alien entity. Yes. He's gonna capture it totally, yeah, right, yeah, and then it's—I don't know what it's gonna do. Maybe, oh, here it is. He captures it. They fall in love. <laughs> right, they walk out. Of together. course, yeah, of course. 
They they jump into the chopper. Yeah. They jump. Yeah. They, they jump into the chopper. <laughs> obviously, they jump into the chopper. Yeah. And fly get out. to the chopper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I like this a lot because um, what we've seen from at least the video that Kane has made is he was the only one to make it to lighthouse. Yeah. Right. So we saw videos from earlier where his whole team was there cutting yeah. open a guy. Yeah. How did he only make it to the lighthouse? That's right. But but you saw Predator, probably. <laughs> right. <laughs> he took notes. So the whole team. I like the team being able to make it to the light. Yeah, I, I wonder what stopped them along the way. Right? What stopped the other, like, Kane's team? Yeah. How come he was the only well, one who made it to the lighthouse? And what was with was all the, the skulls? And the, and what was that, with all the skulls? That is a good point. Like, like, I don't was, know was that the that. rest of the team? I don't know. I, don't know I mean, there was. were people there in the shimmer before the team even arrived. So what was going yeah. on? What yeah. kind of like? Yeah. It almost looks like. Why are they laid out like, like that? a ceremony or yeah, something? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And who did that? Was it who the did people? That? Like, what was yeah. it? Was Every it... time I watch that, I'm like, who did that? Like, I almost, yeah. To me, that almost seems inconsistent with the rest of the movie. A little bit, That's yeah. Point. It's just like a visualization to be scary. Right to be like, oh, watch no, out for this place. Everything, but... everything matters. I know. In this movie, it seems so. Th- there's, there's got to be. Something so here's the thing. Them. Here's why I know everything matters because definitely the studio went to Alex Garland and said, "Dumb it down." Yes, I heard that. People, this is too smart. We're making yeah. a blockbuster here. We gave you fifty million dollars or whatever it was. Yeah, you got to make fifty million dollars. You got to never this... work again in this town. <laughs> yeah, you got <laughs> exactly. You never work again in this town. Yeah. You got to make a sci-fi movie here. You can't make it too smart. And he said, no way, I'm making it however I want. So right. I think everything does matter because I think he said no to every studio note they had. Yeah. And that's why they sold it to Netflix because they said we're not going right. to make enough money off this. Right. So I think it does matter. And I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know don't why there's point. skulls and bones displayed outside the lighthouse. I don't but know. But they're not only displayed, they're like ornamentally like arranged in a circle. Yeah. Yeah, it's like there was some kind of. I know. Well, There's let something us, there. Let us speculate. Yeah. Let us speculate. What could that be? <clears throat> so all I come up with right away because I just talked about it, is the rest of the team. Like we saw all the team at the like at, at least the Kane's team. We saw all his team cutting open that guy on the video. I don't know. I don't know. If you do the math, yeah. I mean, any like six of the women went in. Mm-hmm. Two of them died instantly, and only two of them made it to the lighthouse. True. Only two of them made it. Yeah. So. I would think that the men probably did even worse of a job because, yeah. well, A, they're men. Yeah, They're that's soldiers. True. They don't have yeah. that objective point of view. Yeah. And I suspect only one of them made it to it. I, I think those those bones and skulls, there was at least 10 there from what I remember. Or, for or sure, yeah. Around that. That's even more than the original team that went in. Right, yeah. What a lot for it. Yeah. So it would... Actually, yeah, it's, it's a good point because the whole team was there watching the video. So, like... Uh, I'm saying, like, the men were there who made the video cutting open the guy. They were all there. But so was the... Like, the women team was all there. There was more and it was than after just... that. It was getting deeper into the yep. shimmer where they started to get knocked off. So it was the same with the men. They got knocked off as they got deeper in. Only Kane made it. Only he made it there. The women made it... Like, two of them made it to there. Um, so, yeah, what are those skulls? There was more than just those two teams that went in. For sure, yeah. They, they said immediately when But who's when it making happened, it to the lighthouse? Well, they said immediately when it happened, yeah. the shimmer hit the lighthouse. Right. People went in to the so shimmer. It wouldn't have been very far. Yeah, it would have been very far. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Potentially, that could have been people who entered right when the shimmer was just at that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it could have been a warning. Maybe it could have been where the shimmer was at that point. And I mean, it was you, sort of like a... You see something like that, and it usually is a warning, right? To it's keep like, you do away. Not, do not 
do not cross. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was like, maybe it was, they were, maybe those aliens were trying to say like, don't come in here. Right. But they they wouldn't say that because they want to get out. Yeah. I would think it would be the, they want to make a copy and get out. Yeah. Yeah. That was their whole mission. Maybe that's, that's what they're there for. Maybe they were looking for like the right, the chosen one who would bypass such maybe Kane fear. Maybe Kane put them there. Maybe. Said, don't go in here. This he, is my warning. He was there for a year. He, if if we yeah. if we believe yeah. that Copy Kane blew yeah. himself up and real Kane got out, yeah. maybe he set up those skulls before he left. Maybe with a smile on his face. <laughs> with a smile on his face. <laughs> with a smile on his face. All right. Well, Dave. Dave, thank you for joining us. I think we've um, possibly exhausted all we can talk about here tonight. Yeah. Um, Dean, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Thank you. I think we've come. I've lost about five or six pounds of sweat. sweat. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Oh yeah, Dave. Oh, has, yeah, Dave, there. the poor guy has pants on. <laughs> I offered him a pair of shorts. Plus to put thirty on, up here. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's got to be. What do we have to complain here. about? Yeah. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Talkback Pod or by email at talkbackpod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.